and welcome to Voice Notes Everyday Conversation between two businesswomen, myself, Ali Hart, and Claire Kelly in Scotland, communicating to you about the things that matter. Hi, happy Friday, because this is the day this, <laughs> this comes out. It's definitely not Tuesday evening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we by now you will have got our, if you're a regular listener, you will have got our little uh, voice notes intention. Mm, that was exciting. I like that. New to that. This is our new, we do a little mini podcast, a mini episode on a Monday mm. with an intention of the week. Yes. So mine was, well, spoiler, if you're going to go back and listen to it, but mine was to get back doing my meditations and yours was to go to bed earlier, Ali. It was to go to bed, certainly before 11, yeah. Shut down work, not work so late. How's that working for you? Good. Last night I started a new book um, for the first time ever using the iPad Kindle. Oh, yeah. So that's a very different way of reading because it's that blue light, you know, which I don't love, but it's um, I'm reading it to help a guy with a review. So oh, it's the only, it's the only format it comes on. What about you? Um, yeah, I went back to my meditations every morning and every night struggling to get back into it but I'm glad but I do feel a little bit more zen I'm noticing um signs it's a bit woo woo I mean if you save that for another <laughs> for another day but um yeah no I'm I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm back doing it so it's definitely given me a bit of peace and calm although I was doing one the other morning and um I had my big headphones on and I just felt a child grabbing my foot and I was like oh this is it <laughs> And it was breakfast requests. Can we have pancakes? I was like, yes, you can. So, <laughs> Yeah, when I was doing a workout, um, I'm doing all my workouts at the minute with my friend via Zoom. And yesterday I was just so grumpy. And it felt like I couldn't do a burpee without someone like underneath me or like there was fighting. And it was just, I was like, the noise. I just went away from the noise. It's just exhausting. The other night I put the kids, um, we were having dinner and I was cooking and I thought, I've just been in this kitchen all day and all they want is food or snacks or I don't want that snack or I'll have anything, but it can't be fruit. But, you know, and I was losing it. And then I sat down and had my dinner and they all just got up when they finished and went to walk out. And I was like, hi, excuse me. That's not how we behave in this house. And they're like, yeah. yeah, but we want to go and play. And I'd literally gone from being like moments before going, I just want a minute to myself. And then as soon as, soon as my children left me, I was like, Oh, really? Oh, that, that's how it is now, is it? You leave mommy all by herself. So can't win. Cannot win. Well, because a friend also messaged me and said, I am so jealous of your studio. It must be like your haven. Now, right now, as we're recording, I feel like I'm inside a pressure ticking time bomb because someone's going to come out. But um, actually, I find myself in here with at least two other humans every day. So it's not really been a haven. No. It'll be, but anyway, it'll be we're safe and well. We are. And that's the main thing just now. So we hope everyone who's listening is still staying, staying safe. Um, because it is it's wild times. So what we wanted to talk about today, it's a bit heavy. And given the state of the world just now, we it would be easy to shy away from things like this. But we think it's really important. Um, it's a huge topic, personally, for both of us. And something that Ali's spoken about before. But we also think, so it's grief we're going to talk about. And the way grief can um, appear in many different forms it doesn't just manifest itself you know when you've when you've lost a loved one it can manifest itself with any loss that you're feeling or any crisis you're going through and I think a lot of people are going through crisis just now so um yeah so we think it's quite a well we think it's a very relevant topic so bear with us yeah and if you find it heavy yeah <laughs> well we we have a list of of uh much 
yeah, much less heavy topics, but we both agreed that um, the podcast is everyday conversations that matter. And we feel like grief, um, the more we unraveled it between ourselves and whenever we were discussing what we were going to talk about, we did. That was like the, the way Claire has just put it there, that it doesn't just fall into, well, for me, it stems very much personally from my dad dying when I was younger, but we feel at the minute there's a little bit of grieving going on really with for all of us at this in terms of business in terms of um the fact that claire was saying before we came on air about uh, easter and do you want to open up on that a little bit or um yeah i mean i in terms of where we stand just now um in the world with everything as it is people are losing things all the time um, we're losing loved ones unfortunately but we're also losing uh, business I mean the other week I had to sit and cancel all my clients I was lying in the bath just can- cancel cancel canceling and I was absolutely devastated because I felt like everything I'd worked hard for was just mm-hmm. evaporating before my eyes and I felt I felt really bad for feeling selfish for feeling that way and very, very selfish for feeling that way but the reason I felt that way is because something that was my baby you know my business I've invested my time and effort in for nine years it was suddenly gone um, and although people could say, yeah, but there's worse things can happen. At least you've got your, your safety and you've got your, your health. But sometimes that doesn't matter. And I think it's very, very easy for people to say, yeah, but it could be worse. And it doesn't matter if it could be worse. What matters is it's happening to you right now. And it's totally okay to have these feelings. It's completely okay to feel lost and sad and alone and desolate. And it could just be because you can't get out and exercise the way you want to. It could just be because you're, you are meant to be going on holiday, but none of these are just, these are all, I was meant to be doing this. My, my husband is stuck in yeah. Azerbaijan now because of all of this. So we're not going on our anniversary trip anymore. We're not going to go and see Hamilton that we'd booked. So it's all these little things. Um, and it could be worse. Oh gosh, you're just not getting to go see a West End show. But there's so much that we wrap up in everything that we do that it's totally okay to have that feeling of, yeah emptiness and and grief yeah I think that is and we hadn't even actually touched on that when we'd spoken but that for me is exactly what I said to Claire I'm not going to get upset whatever we're on this but um I feel for me so dad died for anybody that's listening you listening dad died when I was just a week before well so April's always a heavy month for me so maybe subconsciously this was in my mm-hmm. um working through talking about woo woo you know but um every I'm always kind of in tune with that he died on the 19th of April it was my birthday the 26th of April um I have very few memories of him but he told me that you know he would he would make my birthday which he didn't and I remember he said he would get in a wheelchair whichever way he'd get in hospital so but we were told because my dad was uh a key worker is what I'd say I guess for protective point we were never allowed to say what his job necessarily was um but he was in security really i guess you could say so we were never allowed to speak about that and then what happened was after dad died we then we were very well supported by the people that he worked for as a federation and we went on these holidays with lots of other people who were widows um and they had children who had lost their parents but their parents had majority of them had died very tragically, had been murdered. So dad died in 91, which was still the troubles here. Mm-hmm. Um, so from, I was really young, and this is mom, if you listen ever to voice notes, which hopefully she doesn't, um, for 
a seven-year-old to be told that it could be a lot worse from a very young age it becomes just part of your language yeah. so I think it's really relevant what you're saying about how it's okay to feel sad and feel lost for something like for for us it's Michael's 40th you know we're not going to have this party that I was totally investing in like not, not necessarily financially but like I love the idea of us making food or getting cute so that is feeling like certainly a loss a little bit of a wound at the minute but from so with so many of these like things that become your language that then it took me until I was 28 before I realized I could properly grieve mm -hmm. my dad before I went to counseling and someone said to me it's okay it's okay to not cry it's okay to not um brush it off not that mom ever brushed it off but mom was a strong woman and she had to deal with her own grief so i guess her best way of doing it was like we're so blessed we've got each other which we totally did because we would have met friends who had both parents had died you know so yeah a few, absolutely it was so much worse but i do think there was a little bit of danger in that mom only you only navigate parenthood as you can and i have no idea you have much more of an idea of single parenting in terms of when you're on your own with the boys Mm -hmm. and your hubby's away but um yeah for mom that that i don't blame mom for that by any means but i do think that that is uh, yes there's people who you do think never stop moaning and they're pain in the backside but i do think when we're in this situation right now i i find it hard to admit that i i'm sad that everything's changed for me that life is yeah skew with because i look at friends who are maybe single and are really lonely or I look at other people who have just had a really big loss and I think you can't complain, you can't complain, you know? Yeah. And so that thing, isn't it? We don't, because we don't want to come across as being, you know, hard done by or, you know, well, it could be, and we do, it's that, that language we do internalize that it could be worse, it could be worse. And, but sometimes it doesn't have to be worse. Sometimes you just have to feel exactly how you feel in, in that moment. And work through it. But yeah, yeah completely. Yeah. The um, well, it's like Alice, Alison, but her dad, and anybody who's listened to us for a while or followed any of the stuff that, that I've done, um, all the marathons I did raising money for MND charities was all very much um, how I dealt with the loss of a family member that we had who had MND. And um, that's goodness me, that must be four years this year that we lost him. Um, and I, and I, I've said this openly, I was very ashamed that when he got diagnosed, I didn't. I had the, the children were much younger um, and I never made it over to Ireland to see him that much. And I was probably quite scared as well to face up to the reality of it. Um, and of course, then he, then he passed and I just felt so guilty that I couldn't, that I hadn't done enough. And there was nothing I could do. This is the thing. There was absolutely nothing that I could have done, but there was still a feeling in me that I didn't do enough to support my own family um, and my understanding of it and that's why i ended up doing the fundraising for for mnd scotland and for the irish motion neuron disease association and then and that was all the marathons other running around and then laterally i actually got involved working with people who who live with it and i think it's only when i got to that point that i thought now i'm doing enough because i was physically had my hands on people that had this disease and i was able to make them feel better and give them my time and give them an ear and listen to all their stories. And I, I think it took me all that working through it to get to a point where um, I felt like it's okay. Like I, I've done what I can now. And I know that nobody would ever say to me, oh, you didn't do enough. You're, you know, you're a bad niece. Um, 
but there's still a part of me and it's that you know it's just that, it's that internalizing dialogue isn't it it's that thing in your head where you think oh what could I have done yeah and then part of me thinks it's definitely uh maybe just a part of our I know we're very different one way but maybe another part of our nature is another the other reason we can communicate to people in our audience is actually because we have that feeling of you know that things are bad but you also know that things could be worse so there's like a relational I don't know maybe it's yeah. a that's what I wonder because I I think certainly with with grief for me being able to write about it and um communicate with people about like I read a lot about it on my blog mm-hmm. um and it I always said at the end of it like I'm not a counselor but this is like working through grief yeah but yeah I, I I'm not I know it probably seemed like I was off on a rant there but that uh that I'm really thankful actually that that was probably my language growing up because it did get me through a lot of hard times but then the only thing I did learn is that if you don't let yourself feel that weight and that horribleness just even for five minutes and mm-hmm. um, what happens is it bubbles up and I, I'll never forget that the counselor I went to looked like Santa and probably spoken about it before but he's just this gentle man this real gentle soul and he just described how it, it just it it erupts eventually and that's what happened with me it erupted but in a, it didn't even erupt in like a horrible teary way it just was like I just lived in this silence of I remember sitting and we had a green chair and everything was moving around me and I was just sitting still and I felt like this is but anyway I don't know if that my 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 other writing and my other thing that I do with all is I feel like I can be uh, very funny and maybe a very dark humor I think I have probably because of mm-hmm. my grief so I kind of juxtapose those two together I think when you deal with dark things and heavy things you do need to have that sort of bleak sense of humor some of yeah the- well it's like at the minute with my with my cre- like my art demos are absolutely off the rocker and today we did a live cooking demo with a girl that I know and her, her mom actually died she was about 14 um, and she just won the BBC Home Cook of the Year. It's very the best home cook. So we were doing that today and it was totally mental. And I sort of thought, maybe that's my way of dealing with kind of coronavirus is just offering these wacky <laughs> opportunities <laughs> for just people to, it's like that thing of I can't cook too much of people being too sad. Yeah, yeah. Make a joke out of things. I find I did that a lot with some, some of my patients that we lost this year. And you just, you do, you just come out with some corkers and you... Mm-hmm. And you, you have to know your audience, I think, before you start, you know, doing yeah. wacky. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, it's true. business, would you have any, like, uh, so for me, I, I think the storytelling side of my business has certainly been um, coming to terms with, so my, one of my promotional videos, I say in inverted commas for anybody that can't see, which is everybody listening. Um, <laughs> I, the, can see I can see you. <laughs> the guy he filmed it, you know, he was, he's really people person and, and I really got very deep into me and understanding me. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't want to talk about dad, but it is my, it's part of my language. It's part of my art practice. Um, and the more comfortable I get in that, that certainly I think that that is a, is a stronger route for me. Do you find grief comes into your, um, no, not, not in my business, I wouldn't say, not in terms of my own personal grief, but I do have a lot of patients and clients who do suffer grief in very different ways. Um, and it's, it's very interesting to hear how other people process what they're going through and in terms of the types of losses that they've had. 
um and obviously i'm not going to go into to details about anybody but um it's interesting the different ways that people deal with the situations they're in and how you know and, and so and this obviously it's not a competition about who's who's had it hardest but uh, yeah and certainly in my business grief comes the other way it comes towards me and then i have to de- you know take it on deal with it and then you know help yeah. whoever whoever i'm with rather than think about my own my own grief and i think maybe because i've dealt with some sad things in my life like we all have um that gives me the more of a perspective as well and a lot of a lot of things and you know yeah well when i write things, yeah. about grief um my mom my mom just always says to me why do you do it to yourself you know because uh there's this line i've actually used it already last week in my little q a's on instagram with different uh people how uh if there's no tears in the writer there's no tears in the reader so i often feel like that my strongest writing that i do or say even like painting you know like this i'm showing clara sunflowers like this was just Love pure that. joyful that was just joyful to make and you can tell that so with the writing you know my mom would read it and obviously would would it might not even make her upset but you know maybe hundreds of people will read it and they'll be like this is so true or this is but often uh that I can actually remove my, it doesn't feel, there might be tears when I write it, but I kind of write it, upset, move on. And then I can read it over and over again. And all I'm doing is spell checking or grammar checking. Yeah. Um, so it's that, as you say, perspective. Yeah. I'm very thankful that I've, that I've got that perspective in a way. That's really interesting. Cause it's almost like you, you're making something out of sadness and then you just move on. Whereas mm-hmm. I have to hear the sadness and move on. But both of us have to just disassociate at one point and go, Okay, so that's that. Compartmental, deal with it, compartmentalize it, and then yep. move on. But I think when yeah. we're in the moment, obviously we have to feel it. And that's like I was saying at the start when we're talking about our businesses and how we have these feelings of loss just now. Like it's totally okay to be lying in the bath crying. It's like I had a girlfriend broke up with a guy, and she was like, "Yeah, but I think I'm fine. But I can't eat and I can't sleep." And I was like, "Well, have you have you had a good cry? Have you just like sat in your bath and just wailed?" And she was like, "Oh no, I'm not going to do that over him." And I'm like, "I think you should because sometimes there are people that we just miss and we have to cry in the bath and wonder, you know, we just you have mm-hmm. to feel those awful sad feelings. You have to put on really sad music and you have to sniff his aftershave or something. You know, you have to, you have to, well, you have to process it." Would you, so I would feel, uh, when we were discussing this as well, for me, because um, you know earlier, we, we knew we were going to record and you were like, it's coming to your face. And I was like, me too. Like, I do feel, I think it's the extrovert in me. And that was the other thing I was thinking in terms of this, like grieving that um, excitement of people or seeing, pe- you know, just bodies being around. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like bodies, like clothes on. I don't mean that. I mean, like just that human <laughs> You know, I dropped off food to my mom last night and I was there for like, we stood outside and had a cup of tea. And even at that, we're like, she's at one end, I'm at the other. But you just miss that. Mm-hmm. I really, I do feel, and I feel now we're in week three, week four, maybe. Uh, I, I think that's like a loss for a yeah. lot of people. I, I miss, yeah, I'm definitely missing touching people. And I don't mean that like in a creepy way. Yeah. But even in my job, like, you know, I'm doing the sports therapy, like, it's going to be strange to touch somebody again. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I am missing, I'm missing seeing my friends and just give them a hug as we leave or stroking someone's, you know, just, just the tiny things. Like, I just, yeah. Because right, I think the amount of people that come into the studio 
and I would feel like I know them and would like give them a painting and then give them a hug. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a number of my, my patients that would leave and hug me and they, they shouldn't really hug me because of boundaries, but you know, that, you know, it's the boundaries. That's another topic for another day, um, but you do. And it's just that it's that human connection, isn't it? And we're both tactile people and we both, mm-hmm. we're both people, people. Um, yeah, I do miss that. I miss that a lot. Yeah. Well, um, I, just in terms of wrapping or landing this plane is a good one to put it. I heard that. Recently. Like that. Like that. Land this plane. Well, I'm actually really glad that maybe that was maybe my April, my April low has maybe come and gone now in this uh, short window of a podcast. Oh, I'd Hi, love Dad. if that was true. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it really is. And you know, it's a bit like, I think I said this on another podcast. Every Friday I used to work with Gemma. She's off at the minute. But um, every Friday I forgot. That's every single week, right? Same way with every year around April. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why am I? And then I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. It? It's um, so uh, every, my birthday is the 23rd of October. Feel free to mm-hmm. send me gifts. I'm totally fine with that. Um, but on the 25th of October was the day that Domo died. So that's always, I'm always in a funk then because it's just horrible. And the 25th of November is the date I had a miscarriage and ended up in hospital with that. And then the 25th of December is Christmas. So I hate from my birthday onwards until we get to Christmas day. I'm not a very... Um, it's hard for me and it's just it's just because you remember those dates and the thing is I can't remember a lot of the other dates for other things that have happened in my life I can't remember the dates my grandparents died um but and as sad as it, but I almost it's almost like I got over that and but the yeah. other stuff it's you know that's it's really interesting there. actually because we've both spoken about miscarriage as well before I have no I have no memory of the the loss whatever of it but I remember it was October time but you're right same with my granny I don't remember the date that she died but I was in the room with her when she mm-hmm. she died but it's you're right maybe it's just the different points that you are the different yeah. where your brain is wow yeah. that, that's this feels like a proper session <laughs> I'll, invo- I'll invoice you Ali <laughs> You can see my computer. Hey! Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Well, um, okay. I love that we are like so pro in many ways. We've got our Facebook group. We did our first Instagram live. Thank you to people who joined that. Especially Chris. I was like, that's your husband. (laughs) I texted him. You joined in. He was like, yeah, it was great fun. I was like, was it fun? Was it fun for you too? Well, I watched it back because I had already had like a glass of Prosecco by that stage. And I was like, geez, did I seem like totally, and I was in a sports bra and everything. But that's the beauty of, and you realized how lives are quite scary. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Listeners. I mean, we will do more of them, but I need to like, I just thought if I stay really still at the start, people will think that the camera's frozen and they won't think I'm just waiting for Ali. Because I didn't know what to do. I just sort of stayed really still. Then I said, Ali's here. And I was like, oh, Ali's here. Great. It's like, you know when you're at a party or you're going yeah. somewhere and you're like, well, meet me outside, which I've not been that person for a long time. <laughs> but, but it reminded me of being like, oh, I'll meet you like this, you know. <laughs> that's what it felt like. I was like, oh, that's a good way of doing it. So that's me every day at the minute with my Ali heart cues in it. You know, it's like, I'm just going to wait until they come on. And they're just yeah. like, hi, everybody. Where some people are so... Well, people always say to me, you're so comfortable, but I think I've just had to learn to be. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we've got our Instagram, got our Facebook, um, but we're still behind on the Cheryl's Hamburg book. I found my copy. Not only, so oh, yes. um, it was under the, I'd looked under the couch loads of times, but my middle boy was looking for something the other day and said, mom, go pick the couch up. 
and he, and he said he said start with a little couch and I was like I'm gonna start with a big couch so I lifted it up with one arm because you know I work out yeah. and um, he just he was like oh here's your book as well so yeah win-win but I did get it as an audiobook a few weeks ago but I put audiobooks on as I fall asleep so I thought mm, it's not gonna work so we're behind on it but now we both oh. have our copies Right. Well, I'm actually might do an audiobook now, to be honest. That might be a really good thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, we're, we're making progress in that. And um, yeah, the things you've learned, will we do that quickly? Because I see someone is, it's giving me the signal that you're getting the eyes. Um, things I've learned is I am definitely always overdressed and I definitely just do it for my own ego and my own self. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. I know this about myself now. What about you, Al? That's a good one. Things I've learned. Well, we have a little forest really near our house. So I've learned that that little forest, which we've been in many times, is a haven now. Because you're not oh. allowed to go anywhere only two kilometers, you know? So it's literally yeah. down the street. Oh, that's frustrating. Okay. Right. Well, that's us, guys. We've all been we're getting signals. She's getting signals. I'm getting signals. So that's us for today. We will, you'll hear us again on Monday with our new intentions for the week. Mm -hmm. and join us on instagram and facebook and the facebook groups which we don't know how to send people the link for basically look up voice notes voice notes podcast someone i can hear fighting as well and bye bye